Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your hey there, Edwin. Hey, Andrew. Boy, I was just thinking, we're talking about Psalm 23 this week, and we've got some great Bible classes going on at Livingston right now where we're actually looking at the history, looking at David and his life. And you know, if people want to come out and be a part of that, all the information they would need is found at christiansmeethere.org. Plus, we are doing these Bible classes via Zoom. That's kind of an invitation deal, but if you'd like to join in, we will invite you. Send us your information. Go through the website, christiansmeethere.org, and you can dig deeper into the life of David. Bible class is going on right now at Livingston. Yeah, that's exciting. It's good stuff. So anyway, there's a little background talking about the king. That's what we're doing today, talking about this David, of the Psalm of David, Psalm 23. So let's find David in Psalm 23. I'm reading from the NIV, the New International Version. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not be in want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, I know as I was reading that, I saw you actually react to one of the words that that was different in that, kind of nodded, uh, cocked your head a little bit. Yeah, you may not even realize you did it. But first of all, one of the things I've noticed now that we've read through three different translations is uh-huh. unlike any of the other Psalms, these three have all been very, very similar. And I kind of expect, even with whatever we decide to do in the next two conversations, it'll be very similar. Yeah. And I think the reason that is, is because since Psalm 23 was and is so beloved, yes. There's the recognition. This psalm is well known. And when people who, you know, my parents' age and and even my age had their King James version that they memorized this. Oh, absolutely. They come to this passage, and if it's significantly different in these other translations, it's, well, now you've messed with, you know, you've messed with my favorite psalm. And so I think they've kept it very similar even throughout the different translations. But there was one word, and and I did see you kind of react to it. This one says, instead of goodness and mercy, it says goodness and love. Yeah. That's actually, I believe, our word chesed. That's that's that word. And that's so what I was wondering. Sometimes it gets translated loving kindness. Sometimes mm-hmm. it gets translated love. Sometimes it's mercy, depending mm-hmm. on who's translating it, which passage it's in. But that's that's that word, that chesed word. So no, I, I appreciate that, and I appreciate what you're saying about we we kind of learn this psalm. We have an expectation of how it ought to sound. Um, you know, just to build on that, mine, mine actually has a, a text note with this phrase, still waters. He leads me beside still waters. Literally, waters of rest. Mm. I've I've yet to come across the version that actually just put waters of rest right. there, <laughs> you know, but still waters, waters yeah. of rest. Still waters, quiet waters. Yeah, chesed. So, so here's the thing. Yeah, talking about David, right? Dave, I, I want us to get to David because 
there's a lot of debate. When did David write this? And one argument is, well, you know, David was a shepherd. And so there he was as a Particularly youth. as a young man, right? And he had all that time out there with the sheep in between fighting lions and bears. And so he was probably writing the 23rd Psalm. So he's writing these poems and he's praising the Lord his God as he looks up at the sky and sees the stars that he talked about back in Psalm 8. And, mm. and so writing this poetry. And so that's that's one position that we're dealing with this young David who's out there shepherding and so he writes this psalm so anchored to the shepherding. As we've already intimated earlier in the week, the other argument is no no, this is aged David. This yeah. is this is David who is seasoned, who is weathered, who's been through the ups and downs. It's not it's not idealism, it's realism. It's I've looked back through and there have been valleys of the shadow of death and there have been times when I've been downcast and there have been enemies and there there have been evils. Yeah. But at this place, as I'm looking back through my journey with my shepherd and now as I'm banqueting with my host, I am able to see from this this experience that this has actually been a wonderful journey. An older David has the ability to see it from the other side as well, that he has been the shepherd, not just of sheep, but of God's people, Israel, not just been the recipient of a meal, but actually been the king and so been the host. I think it makes the confession all the more powerful that this older accomplished king would say, no, no, the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is the host. And that becomes really important when we understand that the word shepherd was often used not only in Israel, but even in the nations around them to refer to the king. That's right. So if the king is writing this, that the Lord is my shepherd, mm-hmm. the Lord is my host, it is powerful because it's it's the one that everyone in the nation views as the shepherd. It's the one that everyone in the nation views as their host saying, no, no, it's really the Lord. It's really Yahweh. Powerful thing. And I love that because I'll tell you what we often don't think about this psalm is is kind of a uh, an apologetic and a statement against idolatry, but it completely is. Oh, yeah. Because of who is my shepherd. And and that gets us back to where we ended yesterday as David is saying, why would I go feast in anyone else's house? Mm-hmm. Why would I go celebrate the sacrifices and eat the sacrificial meals in anyone else's house? I'm going to be in the Lord's house. Yeah. So I want to chime in on when I think that this psalm was likely written. I I could be completely wrong. I I recognize I am no scholar. But as I go through David's life, there is a moment that to me ties so strongly to this psalm that if this psalm wasn't written during that moment or right around that moment, it was written based on that moment. You think I, shortly, shortly thereafter. Shortly thereafter, or I, I mean, I guess even if it was a long time after, it's based on what he remembers from this moment. And I'm thinking of Second Samuel chapter seven. So, for those that don't know what that moment would be, Second <laughs> Samuel chapter seven is David wanted to build a house for the Lord. It's recorded he, for us there. He, he looked at the fact that he had a house, he had a palace, mm-hmm. and it upset him that he was living in a house and God was still dwelling in a tent. So he goes, yeah, the tabernacle uh, yeah. is not a fixed building, right? Yeah, and so he goes and says, "I'm going to build this," and Nathan says, "Go do it." But then God reveals to Nathan, no, no, this is not for David to do. I'm going to let his son 
do that. And so Dave, God gives David a message about what God had done for him and what God was going to do for him. And then David responds in a prayer. And I'm not going to read all of 2 Samuel chapter 7, but just here's a couple of things that I—let I, me just read them to you and see if you don't hear Psalm 23 in it. So 2 Samuel 7, 8, Now therefore, thus you shall say to my servant David, thus says the Lord of hosts, I took you from the pasture— from following the sheep, that you should be prince over my people Israel. So the way the New King James handles that is, I took you from the sheepfold. Okay. But yeah, even more specific, that David is pictured as the sheep and being in the pasture led by the Lord. And now he's the prince, mm-hmm. which is in the palace. Yeah. This right. is all predicated on the fact that David is living in a house. Okay, so here we've got this picture. What are the two metaphors from the sheep out in the pasture to the prince that's being hosted by the king, by Mm -hmm. the Lord? In the palace. That's exactly David's life. Look in um, verse 16. Verse 16. This is God's blessing on him. Your house and your kingdom shall be made sure forever before me. Your throne shall be established forever. Wow, and that's where this psalm ends. I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yes, and we've we've got to play on this idea of house. House of the Lord here would be the house that the Lord has built for me. Mm -hmm. Okay, this is the house that Jack built. It's Mm -hmm. the house of Jack. Okay, this is the house that the Lord built. It's the house of the Lord. What is my house? It's the house that the Lord built, and I'm going to dwell in that house forever. So we've got a little bit of play on words as it brings together a couple of different concepts, but it's still this blessing of being with God and being with God forever. I think about, let's let's back up to verses 14 and 15. Now this is where he's talking about your son, David, but I will be to him a father and he shall be to me a son. When he commits iniquity, you ready? I will discipline him with the rod of men, with the stripes of the sons of men. But my steadfast love will not depart from him as I took it from Saul, whom I put away from before you. We've got the rod, Mm -hmm. which David in Psalm 23 says comforts me. Mm -hmm. And we talked the other day about how the rod is often used for discipline. Yeah, we did. Then we've got your steadfast love. Chesed. Yeah, mercy. Yeah, our mercy in the New King James. It'll be with me. It'll be with me forever. I look at how all of this ends in 2 Samuel chapter 7 and verse 29, as David is praying in response to this message, now therefore may it please you to bless the house of your servant so that it may continue forever before you. For you, O Lord God, have spoken and with your blessing shall the house of your servant be blessed forever. Mm. See, we, we see again that idea of the blessing of the Lord. My house is going to be blessed by you forever. I'm asking you to bless it forever. Where am I going to dwell? I'm going to dwell in your house. I'm going to dwell in the house that you made. Mm-hmm. I, I believe that what we find in Psalm 23 is a poetic autobiography of David. This has been my life. I was in the pasture. Mm-hmm. I was out with the sheep. Mm-hmm. Then I was wandering in the wilderness for these years. Before my enemies, going through the valley of the shadow of death. (laughs) Absolutely. But you have brought me to the palace. My enemies watched it, and they could do nothing about it. And that actually encompasses all of those possible views of that feast before the enemies. I mean, it really does when you look at David's life. Yeah. So what a what well, a powerful and I, picture. I, and I think in that respect too, it, it captures so many of the themes we've seen in previous Psalms, actually. Yeah. <laughs> all the running around and the things that the king faced and all of this. And so tremendous. Now, and now that it's now that I've gotten to this place, I I, I see what you've done. You've been with me. I'm gonna stay with you. I so in in Second Samuel seven, it's the Lord stay with me. Psalm twenty three, it's I'm going to stay with you. 
I, I'm not going to leave. I'm, mm-hmm, I'm, mm-hmm. And so what a powerful thing. We see David's autobiography from pasture to palace. What do you think? I think it's so great. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Again, I could be wrong. It may not have been written around the time of 2 Samuel chapter 7, but I just see so many connections between these two. I just, I feel like if it's not written at that time, it's still written based on this event and this relationship yeah, with no, the Lord. I, I, I'm with you. I've, I've read those same kind of considerations. And I, to me, it's just, it's just, I've never really had trouble. For me, I've had trouble seeing it that it could have been written by a young man, frankly. Oh, yeah. I just, I, it's just... Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I know there's another conversation I want to have about this. This is really going somewhere by our final conversation, but I I really think that um, it's probably enough for today. Let's just dwell on that. I'd like to go ahead and wrap up with a prayer, but before we do that, we'd love to hear what you're thinking. Do you see David's life in Psalm 23, or am I completely missing it? Do you see a connection to 2 Samuel 7, or am I way off? You can let us know, texttalk at christiansmeethere.org. What are you reading? What are you learning? We'd love to hear about it. Text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Wrap us up with a prayer. Our great God and Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you that we could read again this 23rd Psalm and give some consideration, Father, to David, who you moved to write it, who you worked so mightily throughout his life. And Father, we pray that we might have a heart of David to be after your own heart, to love you and your glory, to be mindful, Father, as we choose our path this day to follow you as our shepherd and look forward to dwelling with you in your house forever. By the grace of Christ and through his gospel, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne.